0: Hey, welcome Grace Point. Anybody else out there watching? Sorry we missed you last week. We uh, ran out of uh, videos to show you, so we got behind a little bit. Hopefully we'll catch up here and and get ahead. Let's go ahead and pray and get right into the Word. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, God, for the eyes of our heart to be opened, the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. Lord, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation In the name of Jesus, by your grace, Lord, do that, Lord, by your grace. Open our hearts, open our eyes, open our ears. Amen. All right, I want to march right in to Matthew 13. I'm really excited about teaching on this. I actually woke up this morning and uh, couldn't go back to sleep. And I had so many things on my heart from this scripture And other scriptures related with it. So we'll see how we do, but I'm really excited to be teaching this today. I'm going to be reading from the New International Version Matthew 13. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood by the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, "So before I get into this teaching, you notice that Jesus drew a crowd everywhere he went. Why do you think Jesus drew a crowd? There's probably different reasons you could probably offer up. The Bible says he didn't have any physical appearance of comeliness, which means beauty, that we should desire him. So it wasn't his physical appearance or stature. He didn't look any better than anybody else, according to the Word of God. Despite those pictures you see out of him, that handsome, long-haired Jesus, you know. The Bible says he didn't have anything physical about him to draw us. Well, one of the things Jesus did is everywhere he went, he did miracles. And those miracles were a calling card of God's grace. And so people were hungry for miracles. But notice what he did once He did the miracles, once the people came, He taught them. And I often say this is one of the attributes of Jesus. If you are a disciple of Jesus, then the Lord wants to teach you. It's His heart's desire to teach you. He, he is fundamentally a teacher. And I really believe if we learn to walk after the Spirit, we learn to follow Jesus we won't need as many miracles. Now, miracles are always available in God, but I mean, if we walk in the Spirit, we walk in the kingdom, our life will become supernatural. Instead of needing a healing, we'll walk in divine health, right? Instead of needing a financial miracle, we'll walk in the blessing of the Lord, where our God supplies all our needs. I'm not saying that miracles don't happen when necessary, of course they would. But God wants to teach us, so we walk in kingdom principles, and we learn how to walk in the Spirit. If we can do that, uh, you know, God's will will be manifested in our life, and the Spirit will manifest daily in our life. So Jesus wants to teach people about the kingdom. A lot of times, the miracles were a calling card, and it just drew people in. And then at that point, He wanted to teach. Now, Jesus also did, as we know, He did show and tell where he would talk about the kingdom and then he would demonstrate the kingdom. I'll probably say a little bit more about that here in a minute. But let's go on. Let's read this parable. So Jesus began to speak to them in parables saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he scattered the seed, some fell along the path, some birds came up and ate it, some fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came, The plants were scorched, and they withered because there was no root. Other seed fell among the thorns. They grew up, and they were choked. Still others fell on good soil, where it produced the crop, some hundred, some sixty, some thirtyfold on what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. I love that. Jesus says it. He who has ears, let him hear. The disciples came to him and asked him, Why do you speak? To the people in parables. And he replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have in abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him. This is why I speak to them in parables though seeing they do not see, though hearing they do not hear or understand. In them it is fulfilled by the prophet Isaiah, you will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never receiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men long to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Now there's a lot here that I'm not even going to be able to get through uh, tonight. I'm just going to kind of introduce this, but first thing i want to say jesus taught them in parables and the disciples are like why do you teach in parables because they're you know the people aren't understanding and jesus says something really really puzzling to them he said the secrets of the kingdom have been given to you but not to them isn't that interesting And and he says whoever has will be given more and he'll have an abundance and whoever doesn't have, even what they have will be taken from them. What's the first thing you think when you hear that? Especially our generation. I think the thought you might hear like someone say, hey, that's not fair. <laughs> right? Whoever has will get more. And whoever doesn't have, even the little bit they have will be taken. That doesn't sound like communism to me <laughs> or socialism, the guy that has will be given more. You ever heard the, uh, the saying, it takes money to make money? You ever heard that? It takes money to make money. Whoever has a lot of money, they're going to get more. And whoever doesn't have any, it's almost like, boom, they get what money they have taken from them. Now, I don't think that's fair. I don't think God necessarily thinks that's fair. But Jesus is saying, the kingdom works that way. Now, why would that be? He said, the secrets... For the mysteries of the kingdom have been given to you. I want to talk about one of those mysteries. Okay, but before I do, I want to go over this why. And and even in this text, Jesus even tells you why that is. Do you think God doesn't want to give people wisdom? James chapter 1 says, if you ask for wisdom, God will not withhold it from you. He'll give you wisdom. The book of Proverbs in many places in Proverbs says, cry out. To God for wisdom, lift up your voice and he'll pour out his spirit on you. He will pour out his wisdom on you. So it is God's desire to give you wisdom and and to teach us. So, So why don't they? Well, he says they have ears, but they don't hear. And they have eyes, but they don't see. And then he even tells you why. He says because their hearts are fat, they're callous. See, what happens with people is when God speaks to us, if our hearts are not tender and open to hear the word, it actually, it actually hardens our heart like the Pharaoh. This would be exactly what encompass the Pharaoh. One scripture says the Pharaoh hardened his heart and another scripture says God hardened his heart. Well, it's really both. Pharaoh hardened his heart so God allowed his heart to get harder. And when he, you hear that word, that word just bounces off of your heart. It's like your ears are stuffed up. You're hearing, but you're not hearing. You're seeing, but you're not seeing. And so, and he even says that. He says uh, down here later in the text, he says, the people's heart has become callous. That's the point. You can also reference Hebrews chapter 3 and chapter 4, where he says, they do always err in their hearts. So it's not like God's just saying, hey, I'm gonna talk to you, but not to you. You have a lot, I'm gonna give you a lot. The person whose heart is open is the person that God is gonna speak to. And the person that's heart is closed is the person that that word of God's gonna bounce off of them, even though they're being spoken to, they don't understand. So he's speaking in parables, if they have a heart to understand, the Lord will explain the parable to them. He'll enlighten their eyes. He'll enlighten their understanding. If they don't have a heart to know, He won't. It takes humility. It takes a heart that's soft and tender. Also, it takes a heart that's repentant and wanting to change, wanting to hear the message of the kingdom, wanting to be different. And I, know, I, can't, I don't know where to go, but I'm going gonna, gonna to go over to um, Revelation, turn over to Revelation chapter 3, and I'll end there. I have more to say about this topic, but I'll, about deception. I'm going to talk a little bit about deception, but I think I'll cover deception next week. But I, I want to talk about the heart condition. And even if you're taught parables, if your heart is tender and humble, ready to obey, the Bible says, you know who will i speak to those that have a contrite heart those that tremble at my word that's the guy i'm going to speak to if you're indifferent if your heart is hard if you don't want to hear and in fact the bible says to the proud god will show himself proud and to the humble god will show himself humble and this is exactly what he's talking about it's not that god's unfair it's that He gives to those that are hungry. Didn't we teach in Matthew chapter 7? Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. These are mysteries of the kingdom, laws of the kingdom. Knock, and the door will be open. He said, everyone that knocks, the door is open. Everyone that seeks, finds. Everyone that uh, knocks, yeah, the door's open. And so, so God is more than willing to pour out wisdom on us, but the condition of our heart is going to determine what we're going to hear from the Lord. Now, you're the church, so I'm assuming that you want to hear from God. That's a pretty safe assumption. I'm, I'm assuming that you want revelation. Then you should go into the Word every morning or every night Whenever you get in the Word, you should go in there expecting to hear from God. You should go in there expecting to be taught by God. God will answer your expectation. If you are not hungry for the Word, you're going to be one of those ones that goes without. If it's not worth it to you to spend time in the Word, to study, to meditate, to seek God, then you'll be one of those people that Go without. Okay, I want to read this in Revelation. I'll wrap it up. I'm going to go over. I can tell a little bit. So in Revelation chapter three, Jesus says, verse fourteen to the, to the messenger or the angel at the church in Laodicea. Write this. These are the words of the Amen and the faithful, the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish you were either one. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I am about to spew you or spit you out of my mouth. You say I'm rich, I've acquired wealth, I don't need anything, but you do not realize you are wretched, pitiful. Get this, you are blind and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you become rich, white clothes to wear, so you cover your shameful nakedness. And put salve on your eyes so you can see. Do You see it? They're not hearing. They're not seeing. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Some people don't think Christians should repent. He's talking about not just renewing your mind. He's talking about changing your heart, changing your behavior, being afflicted, mourning and weep. Humbling yourself before God, letting go of your sins, repenting, changing your direction. I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice, notice this, hearing my voice, and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to sit with me on the throne. Just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne, he who has a, say it, who has a, say it out there, you're not saying it, YouTube, has an ear to hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Okay, so let me draw a conclusion to this. Again, he says they see, but they don't see. They hear, but they don't hear in their heart. If we're seeing, but we're not seeing, we're hearing and we're not understanding because our hearts are callous, we need to repent Anoint our eyes with eye salve. Listen, knock at the door, and he's knocking at our door. Open up to the door of our heart and listen, and then we've got to repent. Repent from whatever has caused us to have a hard heart or an indifferent heart to God. If the Lord's correcting you, it's because he loves you, he disciplines every son that he receives, every daughter that he receives. He wants to pour out mysteries to you. He wants to pour out secrets to you. He wants to bless you. He wants to uh, pour out the fruits of the Spirit into your life. He wants to answer your prayer, but if your heart's fat and callous, you've got to change. That's the first mystery, the mystery of the human heart. We'll pick up there next week.